Friday, June 8th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, earlier this week, after six years of litigation, the U.S. Supreme Court, in a 7-2 ruling, favored a Christian cake baker, Jack Phillips, in the case Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission. This case was one of the most watched of the term. It was the first big showdown between gay rights and religious freedom since the court forced states to legalize same-sex marriage in 2015. The headlines said it was a very narrow ruling. It was not narrow in the sense that it was a 7-2 vote, but it was narrow in how they framed their debate and argument. What they did was slap the hand of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission because of their engagement, their animus to religion, etc. The point that many journalists have rightly made that this was not so much on the merits of Jack Phillips' decision that in light of his religious liberty, he should not have to participate in something that he disagrees with because of a sincerely held religious view that marriage is between a man and a woman. They did not go directly to that issue. Now, there's another case coming up that they're probably going to have to deal with that. So it's set as a narrow decision, and those who are fighting for religious liberty should not take great heart in this. I would disagree. I agree with what they're saying. They didn't go after the merits of Jack Phillips' claimed exemption from participating because of religious liberty, but they did make a very significant statement. We cannot miss a couple of facts here, Tom. Fact number one, the same court that is pushing this notion that sexual activity and sexual practices have civil rights has now taken a pretty aggressive statement that the government cannot determine what someone's religious convictions are in light of their validity or not. So what they basically said was this. They even used the language that was used by this Civil Rights Commission and that they said that Mr. Phillips was claiming a rhetorical religious conviction, not a sincerely held religious conviction, and that his conviction was, quote, unquote, despicable to use such rhetoric as religious liberty to masquerade his clear discrimination against homosexual marriage. It shouldn't escape our notice. Not only do you have a court here that on the one hand has been pushing sexual anarchy under civil rights and now has pushed back on the government acting with animus toward religion through the activity of the Civil Rights Commission, but the same person who wrote the majority opinion for the Obergefell decision that sought out the right to redefine marriage as two consenting adults, whether they're same sex or not, and leaving the historic definition of marriage of a man and a woman, the same guy that wrote that opinion now writes this opinion, and his key word was tolerance, that we have to find a way in which those who are pushing for what has previously been known as sexual aberration, now that that is quote-unquote protected behavior, then you've got to find a way to tolerate those who, because of religious convictions, cannot participate or support in such behavior. It's been abundantly clear as this case has unfolded that Jack Phillips has friendships with those who claim homosexual orientation, and his products have been available to everybody. He makes a cake. If you buy it, you buy it. 
But what he was asked to do here is to participate with his artistic ability in the celebration and implementation of a same-sex marriage. And he said, by religious conviction, I can't do that. There is no doubt that the First Amendment is the First Amendment. There's a reason it is the First Amendment. And the first of the First Amendment is religious liberty. There's a reason why that's important in terms of what it means to be an American and what has been crucial in the maintaining of the American experiment that has been unparalleled throughout history. And so what you need to do is aggressively go after it. And to some degree, the Supreme Court did that. And you cannot miss a 7-2 vote. In the majority opinion, he says that the Civil Rights Commission is out of bounds when it calls someone's religious beliefs as despicable. The government is not in the business of determining what religious beliefs are acceptable and not acceptable. The government protects the right of the practice of religion. It does not pass judgment on what religions are right. That is not its job. That is one of the unique dynamics of the country. Then when they use the word despicable, because someone holds to a historic position of marriage. In other words, it's telling every court and every government agency, get out of the business of passing judgment on religious belief. There are multiple responses to this. Some people were happy. Some people were upset. But there was also some things came out. The leader of the Democratic Party clearly came out in total opposition to this ruling No protections of religious liberty crossed the lips of the Democratic Party spokesman. It was an all-out assault on religious liberty. Whatever Jack Phillips claimed should not even be considered in light of the importance of pressing the issue of sexual anarchy in the name of sexual liberties. Now, the Republican Party has not spoken directly to this, and it'll be interesting to see how they do. Also that came out, where those who want to press this matter said, our only answer now is we have got to move for a quote-unquote human dignity amendment to the Constitution that protects sexual identity, that protects sexual practices. Well, let me just say there's two words here that I want to address, toleration and discrimination. Toleration is ultimately the resort of the arrogant. I'm going to tolerate you. While I am opposed to homosexuality, I don't tolerate homosexuals. I am called to love them in a Christian world and life view. I am called to love people made in the image of God, but that doesn't mean I have to love their behavior. I'm not called to tolerate. I am called to actively, aggressively develop relationships that exhibit grace and mercy and dignity toward persons, not toward their behavior necessarily, but toward persons. Secondly, this notion that we want a non-discriminatory society. No, please think through that. Even to this day, thankfully, there is some sexual behavior we discriminate against. It's wrong. Discrimination against people and their dignity is what must be affirmed. But discrimination on behavior is constantly practiced. This is right. This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. So, Discriminating considerations are absolutely crucial in a society that is ordered by law. Something's right, something's wrong. Now, the question is, is sexual activity outside of marriage, promiscuity, sexual activity 
that is abnormal between men and men and women and women, is that to be declared right and normal and acceptable? Or is there to be a discriminatory fact? No, sex is between a man and a woman and sex belongs in the context of marriage. That is the inevitable collision course in our culture. And while this case did not directly go to that issue, it did fire a shot across the bow to the government that you are here to protect the First Amendment and the free practice of religion. You are not here to pass judgment and call someone's free practice of religion mere rhetoric when in reality it was a sincerely held belief. Harry, on Monday's edition of Today in Perspective, there's actually another case that came out the same day as the Jack Phillips case. It was Azar versus Garza. Yeah, and here's one that goes to the issue of sanctity of life and, by the way, has implications on religious liberty again. It's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle, but there's something insightful. And, by the way, there's some other things that are taking place around it concerning the ACLU and Planned Parenthood that this case highlights, and we need to address that on Monday. As we close out, let me remind our listeners to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. Go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for being with us today and this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday. Then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.